One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Secure the Insecure episode 8. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by two special guests where we say it's okay to not be okay. To talk about insecurities, to talk about life and to just talk about those things that we're so scared to say in front of other people. And I don't know why because how are people supposed to know why you do things the way you do them if you're never open with them? It doesn't work like that. It's a two-way street. Friendships are a two-way street. It takes two to tango. And to tango on this week's episode, I'm joined by two of my favourite people. Now, if you're like me, Celebs Go Dating was the biggest show in February, March this year, and I absolutely loved it. Never watched it before, got invited to the screening of it, uh, met all the cast, and was like, how have I missed all of this? Including the pirate himself. Yes, Tally Star pirate Pete Wicks is joining me on the podcast later on. I don't know how to describe him. He's an actor. He's a poet and you wouldn't know it. He is the person that puts a smile on my face, a smile on your face and gives the best hugs in the world. It's Tom Red Wilson, everybody. (laughs) Johnny, what an introduction. That's just darling. Thank you so much, Tom, for being here. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. It really is. And what a wonderful topic. Well, thank you. Because we don't get to see enough of you. Uh, We see you bits on Celebs Go Data. We see you at the reception desk and the sofa. I'm the icing. You have one of the slices of the very moist cake later. But um, I'm really the frosting. You're not. You're the cherry on the top. (laughs) Yes. Glacé. Yeah. Of course. Well, of course. Goes without saying. <laughs> Goes, Goes without, without saying. saying yeah. um, so I want to talk about insecurities, obviously, but mm. I want to know about you first because you're a trained actor, but then you well, end up on subscribe dating. So how yes, that I'm sort of an erstwhile thespian, and I was sort of touring endlessly uh, up and down the country, and I was doing wonderful repertory seasons, and I was doing one of those in Windsor, Theatre Royal Windsor, and I was doing a murder mystery play, and bizarrely, I was a suspect. <laughs> A very unlikely one. But actually, curiously, in the play, I was meant to be an unlikely suspect. So there was just one scene where I turned and everybody gasped. Um, but I secretly auditioned during that run for The Voice. and The Voice as in the talent show? Exactly, yes. And then I appeared on that and I sort of flopped abysmally. Nobody turned for me. Um, but... The show itself was very generous to me and they used the whole of my backstory, all of my interview, all of my um, repartee with the judges, everything. And as a result of that, Celebs Go Dating happened to be looking for a sort of jolly hockey sticks, um, agony aunt, ear, shoulder, bosom to cry on. And so 
they said, do you want to do the tea and sympathy bit? And I said, well, since I'm totally inexpert about dating, that's the only bit I could do. And uh, that's it. That's uh, it. That's how it happened. The one thing I never talk about with them is dating because I'm very mindful of the fact that they're just about to go upstairs um, Monte l'escalier and speak to Paul and Anna about all their dating woes. So I steer clear very much of dating chat so that they can have a lovely, innocuous chew of the fat with me about all things general before they get rigorously probed. And is <laughs> that because you don't want to give too much away? You don't want a friendship with them or that's literally what your job is? No, it's sort of my way of building a friendship with them, curiously, because I know that it's very exposing to talk about one's love life and one's flaws that they bring to the dating table. So I think if we can chew the fat in a more general way um, about their interests, their likes, dislikes. In fact, funnily enough, I guess what I do with them is closer to a date, you know, because it is like meeting a stranger and finding where your level playing field is and what you have in common and what stimulates you, which is why... I mean, we run the gamut from sort of, in the case of Pete and I, um, green issues and the environment to, you know, wild flirtation. And I really believe, and this ties into your podcast too, that kindness is the lubricant that makes the world go round. It really makes the world spin on its axis. And if we're empathetic and if we're mindful of the fact that we all have this raft of insecurities, however however pristine the presentation is, then we can give a dollop of kindness and we can ameliorate that, you know? Other lubricants are available. <laughs> Had to get them in there. Um, yes. So I'm not branding kindness. No, well, <laughs> it is available well, everywhere. <laughs> well, well, you say it's available everywhere, but not a lot of people know how to be kind to other people because a lot of people are very self-centered. It's a it's a social thing. It's a curious thing because in different epochs and eras, we value things differently. And I think, I mean, we've all heard the phrase, the the well-worn, hackneyed phrase, I'm just being honest. And honest, I think, is our kind of 2019 ultimate currency. People really pride that above all else. And I sort of say, no, I think manners and kindness are, there's more of a deficit of those two things than there are, than there is honesty. And so I think that you... It, I think it's about what benefits the world most and what the world is deficient in rather than what is the most valuable and meritable thing. I think if you go for kindness first, it breeds honesty because what kindness does is it provides this wonderful kind of bedding, if you like, and then the person right next to the bed says, oh, I want to jump in because the linen is silk and it's inviting and I feel safe being naked in it, if you to extend the foolish analogy, you know. And I think if you feel like your friend is a bed you're comfortable being in your birthday suit in, then you'll dive in and you'll tell them everything. I mean, my friends and I operate with tremendous candor, but I think it's because we try particularly hard to be kind to each other and generous to each other. Well, it's that law of attraction. The positive energies that you create, the more positive energies that are going to come back to you. Yes, that's true. That's true. And also, 
It's always a brave thing to pin your colours to the mast. If there's a little bit of an offer of safety, and what better way to feel safe than to be with somebody kind, uh, then you're more inclined to pin your colours to the mast, I think. And I think your mask actually slips down the more you attract those people that you have those positive energy with because straight away your guard comes down, your insecurities come out and you're just open and how amazing is it that you can actually be open to someone and not be so guarded yes yes and of course it's everybody heaves a huge sigh of relief when they think oh my god you feel this too you know it's it's wonderfully liberating when you really converse honestly with your friends and you say i'm forever worried about this i'm forever worried about that and they say me too me too you know that kind of delight when their voice soars an octave with a pang of recognition i think that the secret to all relationships, there are two secrets, I think. And I talk about this a lot when I talk about romantic relationships, but it's true of friendships too. Um, the secret is parity and humour. And I look at the great marriages I know uh, from my maternal grandparents who were married for 52 years before my grandfather died, um, to my aunt and uncle before he passed away, to the parents of my god kids, And... Those three examples, the relationships couldn't be more disparate in character and in style. But the two things they had, in addition, of course, to love, um, is parity and humour. Each party was an absolute equal and they had a shared sense of humour. And if you have those two things, you can go on and on and on, no matter what the hiccups are, no matter what the pitfalls are. And you have fewer anyway, because you have parity. And it's the same in friendship. If you don't feel comfortable enough to um, to be silly, to be irreverent, to to voice your most profound convictions, then it probably means that parity is missing with your charm. This might come as a shock to people, but I don't regard myself as a terribly secure person by any means. But then I think that contributes enormously to my empathy because it takes very little for me to put myself in someone else's shoes and think, gosh, they must be fearful to go through this. Gosh, they must be apprehensive. Um, And so... I think it does contribute. I think it does help me. I think it, it it is a kind of a petrol in a way. I mean, Judy Dench famously says that about her acting all the time. She says she gets more nervous with every single performance, but fear is petrol. It fuels her accuracy. It, it makes her synapses pop. It um, makes everything more acute and more detailed. And I think it's about, I had a wonderful Alexander Technique teacher when I was at um, the arts educational school called Penny. And she said to me, the butterflies will fly. It's about making them fly in formation. And I thought that was delicious because it's absolutely true. It's like, I mean, I'm anxious right now, but it's about channeling it and honing it and refining it and making it complement what you're doing. Well, I adore Catherine Hepburn. I think she was the, I mean, she won four Oscars, the only lady ever to win four Oscars. And um, she said when she went to do um, the Broadway musical Coco, um, 
she said she had an epiphany about acting on stage and she couldn't sing for toffee. And she said every stage performance hitherto, she had always thought the audience are waiting for me to trip up. And she had an epiphany during Coco that actually the audience was sitting there longing to be dazzled, longing for her to succeed. And that was her petrol. And I think that's that's the way to try and channel your thinking. If you think, actually, people are listening to this right now because they want to be helped, they want to be encouraged, they want to feel that they've got a, somebody that's been through it too. And um, to hear someone articulate that uh, is enormously satisfying to the listener. And um, I think that's true of all roles in the media. You're trying to kind of distill and reflect life in a sort of universal way, even in my silly, frivolous way in Celebs Go Dating. I, I'm trying to kind of um, to communicate and distill and um, cite things that people recognize. It might be frivolous and it might be funny and it might be irreverent, but, you know, it's, um, it's things that are universal. But you also do it in your poetry, because I'm such a fan of your poetry. People think of me as a fairly light, frothy character, and I'm very happy with that, because, you know, in a world that's quite dark politically, um, it's nice to to gravitate towards those people that offer something bright and fresh. But I'm quite an earnest person, really, in many ways. And um, things like the climate and things um, like social injustice really grind my gears. And if I can have an outlet that sort of, I guess, doesn't completely run counter to what people expect of me, but I can be truthful through it, then that's extremely liberating and heartening for me. And poetry is that outlet for me. Um, my latest one was um, called Hear Our Daughter, and it was actually all about Greta Thunberg. Um, and and about climate change. So normally on Secure the Insecure, for the past seven weeks, everyone has asked a question, what would you call this chapter of your life? But I don't want to do that for you, Tom. Okay. I want to ask you a different question. Hit I want me. to ask you a question that is something that in the Jewish religion we're always told um, that we have. And it's, what is your job in the world? What... Why do you think, Tom, that you are here? Not here on the podcast, but why do you think you're here in the world? What is the job that you're meant to be doing? I'd like to be a great proponent of kindness. And I'd like also to create a wonderful celebration of language. I think that rich tapestry of language is sometimes abused and sometimes off-putting to the young because it's seen as elitist. And um, I love the coining of new words. I love things like extra and ream and peng and all those delicious new words. Modern parlance, I think, is wonderful. And I think if, as teachers, we don't sort of get prohibitive about use of modern parlance, but just say, well, let's embrace the old as well. I think drag queens do it wonderfully. I mean, Phrases like throwing shade actually have kind of roots in Latin because um, umbra or umbrage is shade and um, to take umbrage is to take offence. Um, and so it's 
all interconnected and I use my social media and I use my public platform really to create a rich tapestry of language. Every thread, be it 2019 threads in shimmering gold or deep burgundies from the 16th century all get celebrated equally. And the wonderful thing is that the young audiences respond to it in spades and they say, I put this in my essay today or I got an A in my English. And that is, that's the most gratifying thing for me. Because they have been kind to you. So how do Mm. you, Tom, define the word kindness? I think it's a giving of the warmest part of the kernel of your very soul. You know, it's it's sort of a, it's sort of an unfettered channel from your heart between you and somebody else. I love that, Tom. Thank you so much for talking to me, Johnny Seifert, here at Secure. It was Secure. a real pleasure, a real pleasure. That was Tom Red Wilson. What an amazing guy. What a guy to just make you smile. The voice, the poetry. Please check out his poems on Instagram. They are amazing. Now, from the reception desk to the upstairs, my next guest is the pirate himself, Pete Wicks. He tells me all about what insecurities mean to him. Do you know what? I think insecurities is, is being accepted. And I think a lot of men, and in fact, not just men, men and women feel the same thing. And I think um, at some point in your life, you've got to realise who you are and just be that person, whether people like it or not. Um, but actually doing that is, 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 is a really hard thing to do. So I think the first lesson for everyone is to love yourself before you can love anyone else how easy do you find it to love yourself and what are your coping mechanisms to love yourself difficult very very difficult to be perfectly honest you know i think a lot of people feel the same i'm quite self-deprecating i think a lot of people are um but it's actually realizing your qualities and the things you're good at um and actually taking that on board and not concentrating on on, on things that, that you might not be so good at And that's it for another podcast. If you've enjoyed Secure the Insecure, please give it a five-star rating. Please also leave a comment and please share it on your social media. It's so important to say it's okay to not be okay. Until next time, I'm Johnny Seifert. Thank you and goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.